This episode of Proper English is brought to you by the verbs look, see and watch and the idiom caught red-handed. Hello, my name's Alison. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to the fifth episode of our podcast, which, as you know, is called... Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct word to use in a particular situation... If you get stuck thinking of the right preposition... If you're puzzled by definite and indefinite articles... Then Proper English is just the thing for you. Okay, why are we tackling look, see and watch, Ali? Well, Dave, I often find my students get confused with those three. Do you? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't use them quite correctly. So, yeah, let's just explain a bit more about them. Okay. These verbs all describe an action using the eyes and have subtle but important differences. If you use them incorrectly, you can still be understood, but it sounds really weird. Yeah, it does. That's true. So, let's look at look. Firstly, look is a nice regular verb. I'm looking for my glasses. Oh, they're on my face. <laughs> it describes an action that's consciously undertaken, one that requires a bit of effort, uh, albeit usually minimal. Ah, so look can also be used as an instruction, an imperative. Look, there's a shooting star. Where? <laughs> but we're most likely to use it in conjunction with at, because uh. typically it's going to be followed by an object. For example, look at the shooting star. Where? <laughs> look at my new shoes. Okay. It ties in well with episode three, where we discussed the use of at. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, see mm -hmm. is an irregular verb uh, when it's used in the past tense. We can't add ed onto the end of it, onto the end of see, uh, because that would be seed, mm. and, and it'd sound a bit strange. So mm. we use saw instead, s-a-w. Uh, see is more passive. Uh, we don't really make an effort to see. Uh, the image enters our eyes and it's not an active situation. Mm -hmm. So, when you asked me to look at your new shoes, I might have replied, Oh, yeah, I see you chose the silver sling bikes. <laughs> Uh, if we were on a walk, I could say, I can see our house from here. Yeah, if you were on a hill. Uh -huh. Or maybe if um, our friends went on holiday to London, they could say that they saw Tower Bridge. Yeah, that works. So watch, like look, is also active. We make a decision to watch something. The reason it differs from look is because it implies that we're looking at something for a period of time. Um. Um, and that's thing usually has some of form of movement or change. Right. So, for example, we watch television. The TV itself isn't moving, but the picture is. Yeah. We yeah. watch a sports match. We watch the birds feeding in the garden, those kinds of things. OK, so let's compare watch and see in the same context. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, we watched dolphins jumping out of the water. Mm -hmm. Now, the use of watch focuses on the continuing process. We spent a period of time looking at the dolphins. Okay, so whereas we saw dolphins jumping out of the water is different because in okay. this example, we're speaking about the finished event. We saw it happen. So it implies that we didn't spend much time looking at the dolphins. I don't understand why we wouldn't. We must have been in a rush, Dave. Yeah, there were whales just round the corner. Ah. <laughs> as long as you apply these rules, you can't go far wrong. Mm. But of course, this being English, 
there are a couple of complications. <laughs> now, although TV shows and films are both moving images, for some reason we use watch for television and small screens, or basically things at home. For instance, last night we watched the new zombie series on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But if the event is in public, we'll usually say see. So have you seen the new Avengers film? We saw Radiohead at the Glastonbury Festival. Oh, they were great. They were. Oddly, my grandmother always used to say, what shall we look at on the television? So did my grandma. I know, I don't know why. Maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah. But I guess that's just one of the many problems we native English speakers put in your path. That is, sometimes we break the rules. We do. There are some less literal uses too. For instance, you can use see in a different way. I'll see what I can do. A lyric from a band called Pulp's Common People. Uh, it doesn't mean that he will observe some kind of vision of his future. It simply means that he intends to do something, but as yet he hasn't defined what that's going to be. So much easier to say, I'll, I'll see, see what, what I, I can, can do. do. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, parents, teachers, adults in general can frustrate children by saying, we'll see, <sighs> or let's wait and see, <sighs> when asked if they can do or have something. Kids know it often means they won't get what they want and the adult is delaying the decision. Yeah, my dad used to say, see what your mum says, <laughs> which meant no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, watch yourself. Why? Are we videoing this too so I can watch myself later when it's finished? No. We use that as a warning. It's the same as be careful or look out. Oh, ah, my word. look out. There you go. <laughs> Now, after all that excitement, <laughs> it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Today's idiom is caught red-handed. This one is pretty straightforward in terms of origin. Rather interestingly, its origins are from the criminal world, as are quite a few phrasal verbs in English, I've noticed. Ah. This one refers to being discovered with blood on one's hands, Ew. having slaughtered an animal without permission. Oh. <laughs> now, this was first used really back in the day, sort of, in the 1400s, uh, 15th century Scotland. And then you can find it in print in the 17th century. It's uh, in an essay entitled A Discourse Upon the Laws and Customs of Scotland in Matters Criminal. If he be not taken red hand, the sheriff cannot proceed against him. <laughs> I see you didn't go for the Scots accent there, Dave. Not for that one. Anyway, later Sir Walter Scott is credited for popularising red-handed in his novel Ivanhoe in 1820. I did but tie one fellow who was taken red-handed and in the fact to the horns, the horns of a wild stag. Mm. Give us a modern variation. Ooh, are you eating that last biscuit? Oh, you caught me red-handed, Dave. So... That's how we end this week's episode. What a biscuitless bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed yourselves. We certainly have. Don't forget to leave us some comments on whichever app you're using. Or, if you want, you can email us at properenglish... Or one word. ...at sapo.pt with suggestions for subjects for future podcasts. Or if you have any questions or queries about what we've talked about, we'd love to hear from you, even if you just want to say hello. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to 
proper English. English.